Hello. Hey, Jake. Josh, what's up? Dude, man, it's 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 nice when people give me tips in class, and then now I get to bring them to you and be like, what do I do about this? <laughs> <laughs> what um, advice did you get? Yeah, I was rolling with the purple belt at Legion, and um, I just sat the guard as usual, and then um, you know he passed my guard a bunch and submitted me a bunch, and then at the end, I was like, hey, do you have any tips? I, I feel like I keep getting my feet to the inside. Oh, he said your guard's decent, but I was like, I just get stuck. I get my feet to the inside, they back out. I get my feet to the inside, they back out. Eventually, they somehow pass around me or pressure. And he said something that maybe I could look into or try is wrestle-ups. And he said that when I get my feet to the inside and the passer disengages, that could be a good opportunity for me to wrestle up and get to top position. So I've never really played with wrestling up too much. Maybe randomly but it's never been a top of mind. So how would you, you approach? got a long neck and I got a long neck. Maybe that's <laughs> why guillotines. I get guillotine so much. Um, so my question I think would be maybe, could you give me a general overview of wrestle ups, what it is, when and why to use it, maybe pros and cons, and then we can go from there. Yeah. So um, I guess we can start in the context of like where they fit into the overall game. Cause that's kind of, I guess how they were introduced to you as a way to make your leg entanglements or guards more effective. Right. And the, the basic idea is if you want to enter into a Rimiyashi, you want their head to be over your head and their hips to be like, you know, over your head or over your chest, or you want their body like over you, right? Um, that's what makes their legs light and, and it's going to be easy to enter into their legs. And if that's the case, it's going to be pretty much impossible for you to wrestle up if their head is over your head um, and their hips are like, you know, over your upper body, you know, it's going to be very difficult for you to wrestle up. But on the contrary, as you're trying to bring their weight on top of you and get their head over your head. If their head is far away from your head and their hips are far away from your hips or, you know, upper body, um, it's going to be very hard to enter into the legs, but it should be much easier for you to stand up, wrestle up. So that's the basic idea um, and framework behind like the advice that, that he's giving, which I think is very Good. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And like the basic idea behind wrestle ups is like, if you're standing and you want to enter into a single leg, you have to, you know, set it up, make a level change and uh, grab a, grab a leg and like keep your posture in while doing so kind of thing, you know, um, it's, it's much more like explosive. And when you're, seated and then you go into a wrestle up the level change is often i mean it's already done um so the the battle kind of becomes you keeping your posture because they're you're going to be like on your knees um or like on your butt and they're going to be standing so like they're more athletic than you basically and you just want to make sure your posture doesn't get broken um, so at the same time, you also don't want to get guillotined. So like 
it's kind of a fine line. You don't want like your posture to be like, oh, I have such good posture and then your neck's just like hanging out there. So um yeah, like the the advantage of a wrestle up as opposed to like a standing takedown is that the level change is already done and you often have like pretty good connection to them as you're like trying to come up, but you're coming up from like an unathletic position typically while they're more athletic. So that's kind of the the downside of it. But the good good kind of like you know like to to counter their counter would be like as they defend your wrestle up now your guards become more effective so like just the fact that you could wrestle up tends to make your guards more effective like even if you don't have any intention of actually doing it just to like show it might um make them second guess you know disengaging um and yeah i'll I'll, I'll let you yeah yeah i it's one thing i just thought of is um you know, the critique of jujitsu is generally there's like this gentleman's agreement. One person's going to play bottom. One person's going to play top. A lot of times an open mat, you're like, some dude just choked me out. And then he's like, all right, I'm just going to sit down now. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll play top. You'll play bottom. You know, we don't say it, but a lot of times that happens. And I guess the critique is this acceptance of playing bottom position. So it seems like the wrestle up is like, wow, it adds a whole nother piece to your game where it's like, oh shit, this guy doesn't want to play bottom. Like, even though he's that down there, like he's gonna, he was gonna try to take me down from, from guard, which is, yeah, deceptive almost. There's this kind of like new style of jujitsu player, which is like what's being known as like the rumble passer, where like as soon as you get like any sort of grip on them as the guard player, they're disengaging. They're not like entering into your De La Hiva and then trying to pass De La Hiva. They're like just breaking grips as soon as you even get a grip. And then they're trying to like create angles and they're like running around. It's very difficult to deal with if you want to stay playing guard, you know? Um, So I think honestly, this is a pretty big problem that a lot of high level people are trying to deal with right now is like that type of guard passer where like typically like the reason you're pulling guard is because that person has a wrestling advantage on you. So do you really want to wrestle up? Not really, but like you it could be the only way to get connection to them. Cause as soon as you're trying to like reach and make connection, they're disengaging. Like they're not, they're not playing jujitsu. They're like, you know, making just running around pretty much. And like have like, yeah, it's, it's very hard to deal with from like a traditional jujitsu guard perspective, you know? If you don't yeah. have the threat of wrestling up. Uh, um, yeah. For those unfamiliar with rumble passing, can you give a kind of general description of it? Yeah. Like basically um, it would be like someone approaching very much like with their, their head forward, their hips kind of back. So make it like hard for you to get control of their legs. Mm-hmm. Um and they're just doing more like loose passing, like more Toriando style passing. They're not like going into half guard and like, you know, trying to get chest to chest half guard. It's like, no, they're trying to do like more north south type type passing. Like outside. Um, they're, they're not splitting the legs going through the middle. They're going mostly out outside passing. Oh, yeah. okay. And if they do go into the legs, it's like for a very brief moment and they're doing like a quick knee cut to like just create angle and like get towards north south yeah um but yeah it it tend uh, what what i've seen is that it tends to 
be hard for them to solidify guard passes. Like it leads a lot to like turtle situations or like front headlock because it's hard to pin the person when you're passing in this manner. Um, Whereas it's much easier to pin the person if you go from like chest to chest half guard to mount. It's like, yeah, they're that's a guard pass, you know, but if you're like, you know, you're creating a lot of scrambles in in this kind of newer um, style of, of athlete that's kind of had a lot of success in, in ADCC specifically. So um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to deal with because again, they, they are usually the ones with the wrestling advantage. So um, it puts the guard player in kind of a, a tough position. Yeah. And do you think one, must have or or maybe antidote could be developing your wrestle up game. Yeah, I mean, I think it is and then like Craig made a video recently about it and basically said like sometimes you just got to like put the stake on a string and like give them something like here's an underhook or like here's my head for a guillotine like go for a guillotine so you like you sit down and then I can get up and now we have like connection, you know, if I can get out of your guillotine now you're on bottom, I'm on top and things have kind of, the tables have turned a bit, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get a hold of people who just like, like Craig talks about this in, uh, I forget what it is. I think it's power top instructional where he's like, if someone grabs your ankle, the longer you let them hold that grip, the harder it's going to be to break. So like if they grab your ankle initially, then maybe they're going to cover your your toes with their forearm. And then maybe they're going to scoot their butt like really close to your foot. So now your foot is like wedged in in three different directions. Whereas as soon as they grab your foot and you're stepping out, it's like, yeah, you just have to break through one layer. You know, it's not that hard to break a grip if it if you're doing it immediately, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of these grips that the guard players are taking are pretty superficial grips that are easy to be broken and it's hard to force that person to you know engage and when they're only engaging like on their terms when they get like good angle it's like they put a lot of pressure on the on the guard player for sure it also seems really tiring for the guard player if that rumble passers standing up cutting angles darting in and out putting pressure on you darting hopping back darting again darting again darting again and you're like oh man you know what i'm tired just come into side control let's see if we can work there instead (laughs) no it's Um, uh it's a hard problem i think like i said i think a lot of people are trying to figure it out right now yeah Um, and i i i think the easy answer is like yeah wrestle up but like in reality it's it's gonna be hard to do that you know like they're not slouches when it comes to wrestling so like you're you're playing their game a little, you have to play their game a little bit if you want to make connection yeah to them you know right now for white belts you know and for a lot of guys going against me i, I yeah let's say how i feel like a wrestle it would be a really good advantageous thing to do like people wouldn't expect it and then i get to practice more top position and passing um any advice on or games that you would think of to start to develop that skill of wrestling up as you all know by now i'm a huge fan of journaling for jujitsu and in life and i've been working on a journaling app called sherpa 
It's designed to give you a few journaling prompts to set an, an intention, plan, or goal before you go to practice, and then reflect afterwards to help you get the most out of your training and guide your focus. Sherpa uses AI to analyze your entries, gives you summaries and insights over time to show you where you're progressing and then pinpoint areas of improvement for you to focus on. We're looking for athletes to test out the app on a free trial and give us some feedback to help us shape the future of the app. So if you're interested in joining, you can sign up at the waitlist in the episode description or directly at the website, sherpajournal.ai. That's S-H-E-R-P-A journal.ai. Hmm. Games. I, I think I would need to think about this. I don't. Hmm. I don't really know. I trained this morning and I would say I was I was wrestling up quite a bit, just trying to use like uh like more less risky wrestle ups. So I think like traditionally people are gonna wrestle up with like a single leg, you know, and that's probably the most effective way to do it. But you can also just try and do like an ankle pick. Um, And like, if you can pick their foot up off the mat, then you stand up and you kind of commit more to it. Um, But if you don't, then they normally like step their foot back and now their heads in front of their like hips a bit. And then you can maybe like take a collar tie or do something like that and make some sort of connection. Right. So like game wise, I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, I think I would need to brainstorm a bit on like, you know, the, the key things that we're trying to develop. Um, like, especially if you're trying to like isolate wrestling up, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I would, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, but basically like all, all I was saying is that's good as fresh in my mind is that there are ways to do it where you're not like you know, wrestling up into like a single leg and like trying to run this person through a wall kind of thing, you know, um, there are ways to do it where you can be a bit more like less committed, um, to it. Yeah. Yeah. So the single leg and, uh, ankle pick, when you have an ankle pick, are you kind of just basically going low kind of behind their foot ankle area, lifting up and then trying to push their upper body or. Yeah, generally when you do it, like, so perfect ankle pick would be like, you bring their head down to the ankle, like down towards the foot that you're picking. Um, and then you just kind of like, they just fall over that ankle pretty much. Um, but it's very hard to do that when you're wrestling up because it's hard to get like, especially no gi, you know, like if you have a gi, you can maybe grab it and and break their posture a bit more, but it's hard to get a collar tie um, and do an ankle pick wrestling up. But the one I've had most success with has, I don't even know what it's called. I think it might be like a, yeah, I don't even know what it's called to be honest, but like basically like say you're on your left hip and you uh, reach for their ankle um, with your right hand uh, and you're reaching for their right foot and they step out of your grip you flip your hand the other way and you go for their other ankle and you kind of catch it uh, with your like reverse grip and you pull it up. Yeah. Um, that is my favorite thing to do right now. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it works so good. I don't know why it works so well, but oh. yeah. 
You kind of grab success with that one because they step out of that one. And then maybe like all their weight is going to like the other one, like that they're about to put their weight on. And then you just like rip their other foot out. And sometimes they just straight up fall and sometimes they don't. Um, but you just like kind of pick their foot up off the mat. Um, and then from there, like if, if you feel good about it, you can like stand up and, and kind of like progress in your wrestle up. But, um, yeah, sometimes it's just a way to, to get them to engage and like come towards you. Like this person's like coming up, you know? Right. Right. Um, yeah. Huh. And that's a, it's a, again, it's a way to do that without exposing yourself too much. Right. Yeah. I wonder another like if if people are listening to like i want to practice a piece of this and open that i bet it would be super annoying if you just like sat to guard and then you just stood up and see if they just let you stand up and right. it would probably be surprising how many people just let you stand up and be like all right you want to stand up now versus trying to keep you down on bottom right um <laughs> so maybe that, but then you would probably if you don't know how to wrestle you'd probably sit right back down again yeah. so yeah, it's kind of an interesting uh, spot, the pulling guard and deciding, nah, I'm not going to stay here anymore. Let me get back up. Yeah. Yeah. From turtle standing up, do people also call that a wrestle up or do you just call that kind of just standing up, I guess? Yeah, that's not really a wrestle up. That's more of just standing up. Yeah. Um, yeah, like stand up, like four point. You probably typically go like four point and then stand up from from turtle. Um, but yeah, that's not a, that's not a wrestle up, but like, again, that those types of situations tend to lead to like single legs, um, or like rear body lock type situations. And like, it's just like getting good at finishing a single leg, I feel like is a very good skill to develop. Um, just find yourself there so much. And like, when, if people want to get up the most effective way to get up is like an open guard type thing. And you're just going to like almost give your back to, to get up. Um, so basically like develop skills that allow you to capitalize on that like transitional period. Cause if you're on top, yeah, I'm not going to say you're going to win. Uh, Cause that's definitely not the case in jujitsu, but like, been working on this like MMA video with this this guy and like the basic theme is like the the skill that jiu-jitsu is most useful for now in MMA is not necessarily like submissions because submissions is like the lowest form of winning a match but like the most useful part of jiu-jitsu is like being able to stay on top and like hold someone down um and yeah, like if you like it, I don't want to get too off the rails because yeah, I'm still trying to organize my thoughts for that MMA video, but but like it's it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, like I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, rambling. The the blend between what is jujitsu and what is wrestling seems to be getting grayer and grayer. I guess maybe that's why the term submission grappling is becoming more popular. Yeah, um, for sure. As more yeah. wrestlers come into jujitsu, the wrestlers are going to get better at jujitsu, and it's going to force the jujitsu people to get better at wrestling. And we're going to meet somewhere in the middle in like five years, where like there's going to be some just really good grapplers, you know? And yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
damn, ah, the pressure to learn stand up and wrestling <laughs> is just increasing and increasing. Um, yeah, <laughs> my lower back is like scared. <laughs> um, heavy collar ties. Yeah. I know, right? I think maybe a goal of mine uh, could be playing some games with training partners around where we already have a, a leg and then trying to finish single legs to just get yeah. like that end game and build that confidence of like, oh, cool. If I do get a leg, I have some confidence in finishing. And then another game could be like something around incenting the bottom player to grab a leg. And maybe you don't have to finish it, but you win by just grabbing a leg or something like that. Mm. I don't know. I'll have to think about that a little bit more. Um, yeah, I will say like when I went to Austin and trained at Henso's, Every day we did positional rounds from single leg situations. Oh, really? How would yeah. you start? Like, what would the single leg starting position be? And well, the way they started, I don't know if this was just because of mat space requirements or, um, you know, I don't, I don't really know. Um, but they started with the attacker being on their knees, um, and the knee of this the single leg is on the ground um and then the defender can either have to can take whatever posture they want they can have like a wizard they can have like their other foot off the mat they can have both knees on the mat they can do whatever um but that's the starting position oh so the the bottom player or the one attacking the single leg if i want to practice single leg uh finishing single legs i have both my knees on the ground is how they started that's oh, how they started, yeah. and then my arms just wrapped around one of their legs. You could take whatever grip you wanted oh. on on one of their legs. So you could take uh, like, yeah, you okay. just take take grip on one of their legs. And then top player's goal is not to get taken down, or can they guillotine? Can they try to take they do whatever they want? Oh, yeah. it just starts there. It's like a positional spar, but starting that position. until you until you um, like disengage from one another, or kind of like a. Yeah, like one person establishes top position pretty much. Oh, so me as the guy practicing single leg finish, I would start. And then if I take him down, would I start passing into side control? Would I start? No, once you get once you get top position, um, then then it's done. Gotcha. Once yeah. I like pin or something like that. Yeah, I just like, yeah. Yeah. It would basically be like you hold them down for a second or two. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Gordon Ryan's post a long time ago about the difference between wrestling, their posture being so low versus standing kind of pretty high up and upright for jujitsu. I don't know if this relates, but maybe it wasn't about that point. But he did say in jujitsu, it matters what happens after the takedown versus in wrestling. Like, I think you score just for the takedown more or something like that. Like in jujitsu, you have to be able to pin or, or pass maybe after the takedown. Right. Like yeah. 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 John, uh, he, he, uh, I don't know if I shared this on this podcast or not, but, um, after class one day, he, he was talking about like the difference between jujitsu and wrestling. And he was saying like, if you like, what's the biggest difference between like a, a sprinter and a marathon runner? Um, and then people were like throwing out their ideas and um then basically what he said was the difference is variability um and that like 
sprinters, you just go a hundred percent the whole time. Like you don't have to vary your pace at all. You just like go. Um, but like the longer the race, the more variable the, the pace is going to be. Um, so he said wrestling matches are very much like sprints and the pace is very high the whole time. The postures are like very good the whole time. Um, and yeah, like there's not much variability in the intensity in a wrestling match. It's just like all intense. Whereas like a jiu-jitsu match, that's much longer. You're going to have periods where it's very intense. You're going to have periods where it's very slow. You're going to have periods where the person's in really good posture. You're going to have periods where they're in bad posture because they have to pace themselves differently. Um, and it's going to, it's going to vary much more um, the longer the, the matches. So um, yeah, that was his uh, little tidbit of wisdom. That's so cool, yeah. man. So cool. You got to be in there and, and hear it. And thanks for sharing it with, with all of us too. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they don't mind. Uh, probably not. He's got a lot of content out there. Yeah. Sure said <laughs> one, one instructional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, cool. I'll, um, yeah, I'll let you know and keep you updated on this one. I think it's one we can keep revisiting just the, I guess the overarching topic of wrestling and, and jujitsu. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something I'm trying to work on too. So, um, yeah, like technique wise, I don't have a lot of crazy insights or anything on, on yeah, wrestling yeah. so and it's hard to talk about techniques on podcasts anyway so for sure probably yeah. more fun anyway to talk about the different concepts and approaches yeah. and stuff so yep yep cool thanks man yeah Good i'll luck. uh thank you yeah don't I'll get hurt I, can, I know yeah i'll see if i can find some games um yeah i've only been standing with people smaller than me <laughs> basically probably the way to do it to be honest yeah. And I still yeah. post, I post my hand out a lot when I get taken down. Which mm. is, I I really should just like play some games around getting taken down safely or something. Right. Yeah. Falling. Falling. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be yeah. the next episode. How to fall. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, Jake. I'll talk to you uh, next week. Cool. Later, Josh. See ya.